Genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. Today, I am your host, Adam Sheehan, and I am here today with our semi-usual panel of co-hosts, Sean Batiste. What's up? And Casey Crawford. Hey, how's it going? RJ's not here today because he's too busy being too cool in New York City at Comic-Con, so we're going to look forward to his Comic-Con rundown How next week. dare he? I know, right? <laughs> just the coolest (laughs) but uh as usual i want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler heavy podcast if you haven't read last week's books yet we may ruin them uh we're also going to try to do our best to catch up on stuff you may or may not have read our top stories today are house of x number six by jonathan hickman and pepe laraz and sea of stars number four by jason aaron and dennis hallium hallum 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 uh, or hopeless. Or his hopeless. Name, his name was Dennis Hopeless for forever. <laughs> and he changed it back to his real name. And with art by Stephen Green. Um, yeah. So let's start things off with top picks. Sean, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, so my top one this week is going to be Daredevil by Chip Sadarsky and Marco Chichetto. Thank you, Casey. Chichetto. Yeah. I saw the last name and I was like, oh crap! I did not look at this dude's first name. But so. If you were listening, hopefully, uh, you, we got the rundown of Daredevil last time, which made no sense by yeah, us. Yeah, it's my very poor rundown last time. It was like a 65 mile an hour It rundown. was. <laughs> Keep up. So just a super quick thing. Like, There's two main storylines in this book. It's basically uh, Daredevil trying to help out <laughs> the fake Daredevil that's being shaken down by uh, some corrupt cops. And that whole story plays out, uh, kind of eventually leads into him realizing that just something's like broken in him he doesn't really know how to do it anymore and Electra kind of shows up he's like can you just can i just teach you how to be daredevil again please like yeah, can you get can, your can crap you just together not with this yeah. anymore uh and then the other one is wilson fisk really trying to get back into legitimize himself again again he's the mayor of new york he goes to this like super fancy dinner uh with just super rich people clearly just the like one percent of the one percent type of the guys um the elites if you will yes if you're, if you're yes. reading batman we if you're reading batman called yeah. the elites um and there's this one dude that's just razzing him just for just being kingpin and just like he he <laughs> he mentioned something that he used to uh wilson fisk used to deal in spices and the guy's like oh spices you put up your nose and wilson he's just like all the other guys are just like, leave him be. Like, yeah, like, yeah to, we all know. We know, like, but he's trying to come in and be with us and kind of be legit. Um, so <laughs> it's the end of the issue, the, the big reveal is uh, Wilson Fitz just goes to the bathroom because he's just like getting pissed because this dude will not stop. And he comes by and the guy is like, hey, it's the same dude. And he's like, there's 13 bathrooms in the house and he happens to go to the same one. He's like, oh, is there even a toilet left in there? Because obviously Wilson Fisk is huge. So it's a fat joke. Oh, good yeah, job. Yeah, it's a fat joke. So. You know, low-hanging fruit fisk really likes those <laughs> um he's and, known for his level-headedness and yeah with that being said he just straight up kills the guy yeah just <laughs> in this barehanded person, just barehanded just grabs him by the head just like pops his eye and just like dumps him in the bathtub and like that's how the issue is in, in a super high society like dude's house yeah <laughs> when he's supposed to be getting welcomed into this high society he just straight up 
goes straight Naps. Wilson Fisk and just kills this dude. It's, yeah, it was so good. <laughs> it was kind of awesome. It was it was cool because it's it, the the dichotomy of Daredevil's mask slipping and him trying to fix it. Yep, and f- like Fisk's like facade of being high society mass slipping and just like committing to like yep oh uh, yep well, i'm kingpin like deal with it yeah he can't help himself I <laughs> he think can't yeah he, you could tell every time there's a kingpin like he can't not be kingpin like yeah. that seems to be his struggle and i think it's the other way but like daredevil's having a problem with like he doesn't know how to be daredevil anymore yeah uh he doesn't know how to not be hyper violent because yes. he just he went over the edge once and now he's like haunted by the idea that he's gonna go over the edge again yeah and kill again right yeah i did love his plan so we can kind of <laughs> that's the quick the his plan to help this guy was like to be not violent and he kind of used uh, Foggy as bait. Which is the worst idea. <laughs> the worst so idea. So they knew where he imagine. was and he like knocked on the door and Foggy's like, you have my client in there and I have someone on the phone that'll call more cops. And then they kind of talks him down, kind of gets him going and then the one, they're all corrupt cops and the guy's like, let me see your phone. And he's calling voicemail and then just all hell breaks loose. <laughs> never, never yeah. give your phone to a police officer. No, of yeah. right. course not. Well, Especially a corrupt one. Right. That's-, <laughs> that's the moral of the story here, guys. <laughs> like, I think of that every time I see one of those commercials for like the insurance cards on your phone. It's like, never give your phone no. to a cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Insane. He's going he's gonna to swipe left or right and see something that you're definitely going to arrested for. Like, yeah. So you, just, you just don't do that. <laughs> also, you can't be videotaping him if he's holding <laughs> that, your phone already. That's a yeah, great that's point. <laughs> that's a very good point you got to make sure to, to flip the camera yeah exactly uh yeah just overall i'm really like we were talking about this uh i am loving this take on daredevil mm-hmm. um he's again like kind of reset the world here but like he he's struggling in a way that he normally doesn't like normally he's just someone died and i'm sad and i'm gonna punch someone in the face and, and like usually the daredevil thing is the one constant yeah, like being Daredevil is the a, only thing that he knows. So that's what he was in. That's yeah, and yeah. like I can't, I fail at all my relationships. I fail at my job. I fail at all these other things. But like, I'm gonna go, I'm be Daredevil and, and center myself. And this time he like can't do that, and everything yeah. else is falling all falling apart. Yeah. Meanwhile, Wilson. Yeah, and then he had the whole fist thing, which is great. I just, I'm really liking him trying to be legit, but like just can't. He's physically incapable. Like that was yeah. And the that's last, what it is. the last issue, he kidnapped the owl and was like, "Hey, stop doing that crime stuff." And he's like. Oh yeah, you've won to talk. You're the friggin' mayor. What are you gonna do? Kill me? What are you gonna do? Be the kingpin? Like, no, you're the mayor. I'm gonna fly away now. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's something that the owl can do, that apparently. Is, yeah. As Who? we learned last got to. <laughs> oh, RJ is here. I gotta I gotta step in for him when you he's got, yeah, you gotta help him out. Um Yeah, again, just a great I I'm really excited to see. And the art where in this the art in this book is also phenomenal. Like Mark Chichetto is like unbelievable like the the so when he sends foggy in to try and do the like getting the the fake daredevil back uh he's like okay plan b and it's just daredevil around the corner ready to punch someone in the face so it does break out into like a big fight scene and all the the way he like illustrates the the fight scenes is like really incredible yeah there's a lot of detail yeah uh with like the fights and like they they just showed like foggy like like just sweating but it's still kind of holding up and like yeah like just the the little fights and like he's got the cool bandages and stuff. He looks really cool. Yeah, he looks uh, like, like of reminiscent else. of the ninja days kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think it's funny that no one really could figure out who he is because he's just walking around with a shirt on his face. Yeah. Like every time he just has a big bandana covering his eyes. Like who else would this dude be? Yeah. <laughs> like it 
<laughs> like, some other blind lunatic. Yeah, right. <laughs> who's who's good friends lun- with Foggy Nelson. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> which who's uh, learned his, his name was Michael. Because yeah. he used his actual full name instead of Spoggy, which was, <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Because I, I don't think he ever actually uses that name like I, that I, I knew, remember. I knew he had a real name, but it, like, it was years ago and I forgot it. <laughs> I knew he had a real name. That's fantastic. <laughs> He's my favorite part of that Netflix show because it's... He was phenomenal. It's Fulton from the Mighty Ducks, well, man. <laughs> that, oh my God, at, it is. Oh, yeah. 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 Yo. I, I freaked out when I, wa- I I put on the first episode. I was like, yo, it's Fulton. <laughs> I was just waiting for the other uh, Bash Brothers show. Yeah, right? <laughs> that would have been fantastic. That would have been... A, that's a great law If only right there was a season four, that would have <laughs> yeah. been... It would be great if he was Daredevil, the, the guy that was the other Bash brother. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, fun factoid about that show, not to like eat up all of our time with Daredevil, but uh, Charlie Cox, the guy who played Daredevil, tried to go out for like other roles, and they're like, he tried to be like he he read for Han Solo for the Han Solo movie. Whoa, yeah, that would have been great. That would have been great. Yeah. but he wouldn't like. <laughs> When he like did the interview, they're like, "Yo, what are you doing with your eyes?" And he plays everything blind now because he got so used to playing a blind <laughs> man that he just like like he doesn't look he at just anybody. Relaxes his eyes and has a thousand yards there, and they're like, "What are what are you looking at, you maniac?" Yo, <laughs> that look with Han Solo that'd be like the creepiest movie ever. Right? Yeah. He's so good though. Dead-eyed du- Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, he's still blind from the the carbon. Oh no, it's before. Just yeah. Damn. Just kidding. Jim, where are you? I can't see. Uh, so yeah, that would be my Daredevil. I think it, it was a lot of action, so it moved really, really quick. But yeah, the art's great. The story, I, I don't really know where he's going with this, which is fun. Well, um, clearly there's going to be an Electra training montage in the next issue. Which would be good. So it's going to be a lot of Electra just beating the crap out of him. Can't wait. I'm sure. <laughs> right. I'm sure. You... <laughs> that, at that's some my point, kink, he, I think. At some point, he's... Sh- <laughs> 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 is she going to figure out like that he is or was Daredevil and Matt Murdock? At this, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, because like, her, her memory, that she out, right? lost that, yeah. Yeah, that, that they're not the same. She thinks she has two different exes. Which, Matt Murdock and Daredevil, which is really complicated. So yeah, I think she's going to unmask him and be like, like pardon me? Yeah. <laughs> she's going to be so mad. Oh, yeah. She's going to stab him. <laughs> she's going to stab him, probably. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like Matt Murdock is one of the least believable uh, secret identities. Because he's just so hot? Well, not only that, <laughs> but like, it's like, D- Daredevil can only be so many people. Yeah. Right. He's blind. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that is the trick. Most people don't know that Daredevil is blind. Most yeah, people I think assume that, that's that Daredevil the idea. has sight, and it's like, why would a blind man be Daredevil? He's clearly a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that, that which is like, yeah, that's a pretty thin thing to keep people from your secret identity. Yeah. It's like almost like Superman, tr- Clark Kent, just yeah, with glasses. That, that it's trope, pretty yeah. close. That trope dropped off about like three big reveals of a secret identity ago. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> then he just gets crazy people to reset the universe for him, so he's fine now. It's there was one time deal. that he, like somebody revealed his identity and he just had Danny Rand dress up as him for a couple story arcs. Like he was in prison and Danny well, That's when he was in prison, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great storyline yeah. that was one of my favorite uh brand new day angles in spider-man when mm-hmm. he was his lawyer yeah oh yeah great. yeah when he was still in costume like on the stand <laughs> that's right i loved that there was a whole thing when he was like prepping him for taking the stand and i bring this up still to this day he's like it, never offer information you weren't asked for specifically Ooh. He was like, if someone asks you, do you know what time it is? What do you say? And he looked at his watch. He's like, oh, it's like 345. He goes, no, the, it's a yes or no question. 
I'm like, oh. whoa. That's, <laughs> wow, this is, this is full of like, legal advice in yeah. this episode. We're learning a lot. You never give your cop a phone. <laughs> never give your cop and a phone. Ask, no, never give your phone to a cop. Yes. Jesus. And and answer the question that was asked. Right. Never offer anything that you weren't specifically asked for. Also, do you have a warrant? Yes. <laughs> That's and, my first and last uh, question. I would like a lawyer present, yes. please. And his name is Matt Murdock. <laughs> yeah, I would like my blind lawyer present, please. All right, Casey, what do you got for us? Um, so I got an interesting book here. It's called uh, Dead Eyes Number One. The reason it is interesting is because it came out exactly a year ago. It came out uh, October 3rd of last year as Dead Rabbit. And uh, it was a great book. Fantastic. But uh, turns out there's a bar in New York that also has a comic book that was also called Dead Rabbit. So they immediately sued Image. Oh, so they do make comics. Yeah, that's their promotional... Um, I had to look it up because I didn't remember the exact like story, but yeah, it, it was uh, their their like menus are a comic book. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, yeah. And like it kind of makes sense. It makes a little bit more sense there because Dead Rabbits was like the gang in New York back in like like Civil War era. Um, wow. I, yeah. Um, yeah. Did not know that. <laughs> I saw gangs in New York, guys. Oh, um, got it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's uh. So yeah, so they had to sh- like two issues came out and then they had to shut it down because like they got sued. So Image was just like scorched earth, like requested back <laughs> all the issues. Like they, you can go on the Diamond website and it's like it never happened. Like it was just gone. That's crazy. Yeah, it was they insane. Chris Benoit it. They did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I was really disappointed because it was such a good book, and then I completely forgot about it for a year, and here it is. It's back, and I reread it um, just to make sure that it was the exact same book. And yeah, they literally just changed the word rabbit to eyes because uh, he's got little x's for eyes if you haven't seen the the book yourself it's like it's um that's the uh, on the mass that he wears on the right? mass that he yeah, wears. so yeah. so the premise of this book um so there was but first oh, d- oh thank you i um, know <laughs> dead eyes number one by jerry dugan and uh, john mccray um so it's, a, it's the same creative team as last time it's literally the same book they just like boop, erased the one word and replaced it um that's gotta be a pain in yeah do they change his mask too no oh cool it was never a rabbit like it was, it never looked like a rabbit. Well, I know. Never had anything yeah, to do I was with a rabbit. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Never mind. Which yep. It's kind I, of, I kind of the... weird that they didn't Google if something, a comic called Dead Rabbit existed before. Maybe they just didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, so, so the premise of this book is that there was this like vigilante, um, like, like th- thief basically, who's he's kind of this Robin Hood type of character who was stealing from all walks of life. He was stealing from like, like, the government, the cops, like Fenway Park, but but mostly criminals. Like he's stealing from like mob organizations and stuff. Um, you know, they, it was he was popular in the '90s and kind of disappeared in 1997 after a big hit. He like clearly like they did like a where is he now thing on the news to kind of do this like recap. And um, like when he hits the dude with the pinata. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of like great violence in this. There is. It's it's like really quick, like really good recaps of violence. Yeah. It's nice and it's. Fu- it's funny too. It's really funny. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. So so like so they do this recap and they're like, yeah, he disappeared in the nineties and no one really knows why. And we find out that uh, he basically did the entire thing to pay for his his wife. She's um s- some type of paraplegic and ill. I think she has cancer, but they never exactly say she's in a wheelchair. They never say exactly what her illness is. And um clearly he was doing the thievery to pay for her medical expenses. And um. You know, they he made enough to retire, so he stopped, but then they just blew through it, so he's back again. But he's back 
working at Walmart. <laughs> so he works <laughs> at Walmart because right. he has this idea that he's going to uh, hit the joint. Like it's like, oh, I'm, I'm actually doing undercover. But then he just like goes into the drill of just working. He's just like a the greeter at Walmart. He's just like, fine, I guess I'll just like work here, I guess. <laughs> um, but then he catches a guy going through the checkout line with all the materials he would use to dispose of a body. So he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to take this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what, what's up with this dude. And turns out that guy is like a human trafficker. So he kills him. <laughs> he's just like, and he doesn't even make any money off of it. He's just like, oh, I just, I have to do this. So he's like, clearly a like, you know, like it, it started out as some kind of like means to an end, but then it turned into justice, like actual vigilante justice. What would Frank Castle do? Very much situation? a Frank Castle-y yeah. kind of vibe. <laughs> uh, like Frank Castle mixed with Robin Hood is definitely yeah. how I would describe this character. Well, Frank Castle's kind of, a Robin Hood in a way. Yeah, but like he doesn't care about it's never about the money. But he does. He he's never going to say no to the money. No, true true. Yeah. Like he's never turned down a duffel bag full of cash. <laughs> well, he needs <laughs> the money so he can buy bullets to shoot people. <laughs> yeah, bullets true. are expensive. Yeah, but. and he uses a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think this guy does his crime specifically for the money and then if he's got to kill a bad dude he's like well I'm not going to turn down murdering a, a human trafficker he does know? it for his wife Casey yes. I know for love money um, is a benefit yeah so like so <laughs> they, they kind of hint at you know that he pissed off the wrong people in this issue like as they're going through the like the news segment they show a bunch of people around town watching the news segment and it's like uh, the, the newscaster's like, oh, they reportedly, he reportedly got away with 10 million. And then like the mobster's like 12, actually. And <laughs> so that guy's mad. Like he's still mad. Um, so after he murders these, uh, you know, traffickers, it gets back to the mobster that the dead eyes is back. So he's like, oh, let's, uh, yeah, like we're going to get, like, we're going to get yeah. our money back. We're going to, um, and all this happens after his wife also has like an episode. So it's just like all of, all of it's hitting the fan all at once. And um, I've already read the second issue, you know, a year ago, and I remember that also being really good. So <laughs> I'm excited to continue uh, enjoying the hell out of this book. Yeah, that's Great. weird. So how many issues in did they get before they two. had to- It was like, like, like two, as yeah. the second issue came out, the lawsuit came out. So it's just like, boom, done. Like, it's over. That's interesting. Yeah. That's kind of like there's this run of turtles going on right now that um, never had an ending when mm-hmm. it originally came out and it's like oh the ur- urban legends yeah, yeah. so they they reissued it in color and they were like while we're here we might as well write an ending yeah you there know? you go why not <laughs> so that's, why not why not <laughs> so that's kind of cool when you get to read something again but then there's like there's more yeah that's yeah. that's exactly what this feels like cuz yeah like the the thing that struck me about this book that was really cool is that like I knew it because I'm like I started reading I'm like okay they didn't change anything it's literally just a reprint with one word changed um but it was thoroughly entertaining this like I sat down and read the whole thing cover to cover I didn't like skim it just to like it was like legitimately enjoyable to read like nonstop. it's it's a great book that's cool yeah all right so that comes to me uh my topic today is Berserker Unbound by Jeff Lemire and Mike Diodato so we've been talking about this book. This was this was our top pick a couple of times, wasn't I it? Think I think issue, just the first. I think time. issue one it was. Issue, issue one, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. just just because I'm trying to push everything Lemire like down everybody's throats. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Lemire's okay. He's pretty. <laughs> How dare you? He's the greatest. Please be on our show, Jeff Lemire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I would. So, in case you might die, I would. <laughs> so just a, a real quick recap. So Berserker Unbound is about this. Uh, 
this Conan the Barbarian type who gets pulled into modern day New York. I love that we just keep calling him Conan. Yeah. Like he, he has a name and we just don't. He's the mo- he's what, the Mongrel King? Mongrel yeah. King, which is also, I think I want to get my name legally changed to the Mongrel King. <laughs> Mongrel King. <laughs> <laughs> that's, your, that's your current identity for this yeah, week? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, he's been kind of being taken care of by this. This homeless gentleman who's been living in the in the woods, uh, I guess, in Central Park. Yeah. Um, in like a tent kind of deal. And we, we kind of, we get a little bit more of, of that story in this issue. We find out that this guy who's try, who keeps going like, um, oh, I, I, I like being alone. I, I, don't, I don't want anyone around. I like the quiet, but also like never shuts up. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of find out he is lonely yeah. and yeah. is looking for companionship. And uh, the two kind of finally connect a little bit over a bottle of wine. Buddies. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah the, the, there's, there's been a, a big theme of like lack of communication or yeah. like an inability to communicate. So like in the last couple issues, it's been like them talking at each other, but not understanding each other. So we can see both sides of the conversation and they're kind of mirroring each other and kind of like there's definitely a disconnect where he's just like, when do I get back to my village? And he's like, Hey man, you got to calm down with throwing around the gold coins and stuff. Like that's <laughs> put the sword away, man. Um, but this one, they like literally say the same thing at the same time. And then like, have a breakthrough. Like buddy, buddy. So, yeah, buddy. yeah. Like they, they kind of, they speak one word to each other. <laughs> yeah. And it clicks and they're yeah. like, Oh yeah. And uh, it, it's funny. They, they both kind of say at the same time, like we should have gotten two bottles. Of yeah. Wine. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, so then, uh, Berserker's kind of quiet through this whole time because he's he's just now realizing he's probably never going to see his his wife and kid again. Well, they they well, died, yeah, but he's, he's never dead. going to avenge his wife and kid. Yes. Yeah, he feels trapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah because the only thing he knows is killing, and yeah. that's the one thing he could do to avenge them, and he's physically unable to. So yeah. he's just kind of lost. So he kind of goes off to this cave where he came through to this dimension and kind of you know just kind of goes to sleep i guess and starts dreaming about you know slaying dragons and his wife and kid and then he's woken up by these guys are kind of shaking up this homeless guy's camp and one guy has a broken bottle to his neck while the other guy rips through all of his stuff so (laughs) berserker just shows up as Berserker, like yeah. sword drawn, <laughs> battle axe still at his, his back. So awesome. <laughs> and he just kind of goes like, look, you've got two choices. You can run away or die. Yeah. And I, you know, it's the universal not, language of violence. Yeah. yeah. Still not speaking the language. He just has that look of just like, I'm going to kill you. You should Conan run the away. Barbarian. Yeah, you if should you, leave. If you run into Conan the Barbarian in Central Park looking like that, you're going to run. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's part a, of me would be like, is Comic-Con this weekend? That's what I was about to say. It's even it, even like now in New York second. Comic-Con, if, if I ran into uh, you know Conan the Barbarian, right, I'd probably run away. Most people who are going to probably won't. They probably don't look like that, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude a lot of those muscles are airbrushed on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those inflatable muscle suits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like literally running into the rock in Central Park with yeah. a sword. And you're like, nope, I'm yeah. not, not today. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to. Not today. Not today. Yeah. I'd rather not be impaled. I just love how he has red eyes. Yeah. yeah he looks badass in that scene. So they run off and then um, uh, we kind of learn that both berserker and this homeless guy kind of have the same story yeah. they both lost a wife and kid mm-hmm. he's he finds this guy's picture of his wife and kid so they kind of they kind of connect over that 
Oh, and then uh, a portal opens. <laughs> yeah. Well, As just, one does. Uh, I just, I love that, that where he's just like, run. And the guy's like, what's that noise? He's like, run. He's like, yeah. I don't know what's happening. Run. And like, then so. Just go. Because he knows what the noise is. Some, yeah. some oh, serious I'm, bad guys yeah. from Berserker's dimension come running in. Yeah. The, the the wizard who kind of banished him to this dimension in the first place with like a bunch of like like wolf-headed things, right? Yeah. I think it's. Well, they're, they're wearing, wearing, wearing wolf heads. I think they're other, yeah. I think it's the people he was running from. Um, in the first episode, yes, when the bar- he- it's the barbarians that murdered his wife and kids, exactly. working with the wizard. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So the the issue ends with the wizard saying, "Bring me the head of the berserker." Yeah. So. Yeah, that's uh, in in very much Jeff Lemire fashion. Like all of his books are kind of like framed like a classic comic book. You're like, oh, you know, um, Black Hammer. It's just. Uh, you know, Silver Age superheroes and stuff, and then you like you actually read it, and you're like, oh, this is just a book about like depression and trauma and like coping mechanisms. Um, this book is a Conan book framed around, you know, isolation and depression and and like connecting with others. And this issue is like really the first action, you know, the, since the since the first we get a since, little bit in the very first little, issue, yeah, it's it's brutality because it's still Conan in Conan land. Yeah. Um, but like there hasn't been any action since then, and now here we are again. It's about to pop off again. So it's like it's <laughs> it's really sad. <laughs> Conan land could be the greatest or worst theme park of all time. Oh, I'm going there. I would go by Crom. Yeah. I am going you just, there. You just have to sign a waiver because you by might Crom. get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to go if that wasn't possibility. I guess that's part of the thrill. Right. <laughs> Do I get to wrestle a big snake? <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> that's the, that's the point, right? <laughs> so that's Berserker Unbound. We kind of get a sneak at at the next issue's cover, and it's uh, the homeless guy that he's been palling around with, just holding a giant sword, which is kind of neat. Tight. Yeah, that yeah. looks awesome. Like I'm looking forward to to getting some of that. Yeah, I think it's his sword, which is cool because you know Berserker still has his battle axe. So yeah. They're just going to mess these dudes up. <laughs> Hopefully. I've, I've grown to like a random homeless guy. Yeah. Do we do we ever learn his I name? I think he says his name in the very first issue that he appeared, like issue two. I think we learn his name, but I'm bad with names. Whoops. Yeah. But he says a lot of words for a guy who he doesn't talks like to talk. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> or allegedly doesn't like to it's, talk. It's like that Bugs Bunny joke when, when he's with the two mobsters in that one episode. He's like, he's like, when someone tells me to shut up, I shut up. There's nothing I hate more than a guy who just won't stop talking. <laughs> exactly that. yeah <laughs> that dude nails it because yeah. he hasn't shut up this entire series <laughs> it'd be a really boring book if he did it would just be them <laughs> glaring at each other for yeah. five yeah. six pages at a time drunkenly yeah, I, glaring i like the i like this dynamic because they're they're the same yeah. in a lot of ways very much so they they both lost their family and and neither of them have a home it's kind of you know yeah i like it yeah yeah for sure it's a great one it's a fun uh it's a meat cute it is. Oh, so it's a it's like a a buddy tra- tragedy. It's not, I was gonna say comedy, but it's not a comedy. <laughs> yeah. There's some funny parts, but it is mostly tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> but I I, li- I like the way this book is laid out. There's a lot of cool panel placement. In yeah, Diodato always seems to do that. I think he does his own like like layouts. Um, it's it's nuts. I just yeah. think the art in general is is so good. It fits it so well. It reminds me of Adam Kubert in a way. Oh yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. This is the kind of book that like if Lemire drew it himself it would be terrible. I love Lemire's art, but it has its place. You know what I mean? It and Diodato's Yeah, and Diodato's art has its place and it's this. It's like the Conan like I think he's he's also drawing Savage Avengers that has Conan in it and it's just <laughs> every brutal brutally violent 
Marvel character and Conan on the team together. Just this guy getting typecasted as only being able to draw barbarians. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which is, I mean, if big it, dudes with fur. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's drawing the uh, uh, Vandal Savage and the um, uh, Craven the Hunter book next. Yeah, then when, <laughs> when the Beast book comes out, he'll be right there. Ooh, there you go. I there read you that. See? <laughs> if that comes out, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that exists. Yeah. But. All right, Sean. What else you got for us? Uh, so I'm going to try to break this one down. Uh, it's going to be called Everything, number two, by Christopher Cantwell and I.N.J. Colbard. So I think we talked about this, the first issue, too. Um. What? Yeah. What? what is I was trying book? to... <laughs> I love it, Trying to figure I don't out what happened, it. but I don't know what happened. So... Super weird town. This new like superstore comes in. That's like came in the last and like there's definitely some fishy stuff going on in this town. And you kind you get they kind of expand out into the town with the same characters that you met. But I'm getting the feeling that it's a very small town. Um, that is definitely the vibe. But they haven't really said anything. Yeah. About so it. like they they introduce like four or five characters in the first issue. So this issue there's a guy who's just working at the everything store. He gets like bonked on the head by a box and he's like, Oh, I'm fine. I'll just drive home. And then, uh, he hears like this weird, there's like throughout the whole book, there's like a, they're hearing like a tone, like a, mm, or like everyone's hearing like it's music just mu- or a tone it's just music or something notes. like they that. Don't, they don't actually explain what it is. It's just, yeah, music it, they're notes. just, it's just showing on the page. But as he's driving home, this dude may or may not have seen a giant stuffed animal and driven off into a lake and died. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. <laughs> yep. Right. That. Yeah. And again, it's just going, it's just going through these other characters. Um, They're all either having like massive hallucinations, or the store is actively like disrupting their brain. Like. Yeah, or both, or, or altering reality. I'm not right. sure. Like, there's like a bunch of stuff like that. That's just very like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So as we go through the yeah again, not a lot like happened. They kind of just build the world in this one. So like, I'm just kind of do like little tidbits well the guy dies the guy dies well and we get to like the weird part later so like the guy dies like the next morning like two of the characters like drove past it so i'm like okay this is clearly like a small town type of thing like either it's a small town or all these characters are very intertwined those are the only two options right or that or or both both. yeah (laughs) potentially (laughs) it's like the one guy's like the city manager he was the guy he came home he needed like ant killer or someone told him to buy ant killer and like the ants just like showed up at his house so, and then like, so the cops are talking about the weird deaths that are happening, like the monk that, or the homeless guy that uh, lit himself on fire, the guy who just randomly drove off, the stereo guy, like, so he goes to work and all of his amps sound terrible for some reason. And then he decides to go to the everything store. For some reason, all I, these characters the, 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 his, decide to go to the everything well, store. Well, his, his amps sound terrible ever since he went to the everything store. So he went to the everything yeah. store, listened to their amps, and it ruined so basically everything the, else. The vibe I'm getting is every time someone goes to the store, they're getting drawn back. That's actually happened to me before. Where like <laughs> I was I was at somewhere and I heard really good speakers and then like my speakers just sound like crap. You just yeah. have to throw them away. Yeah, <laughs> it's like now I gotta get new speakers. Yeah, now yeah. I gotta go back and get the yeah. 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 And I think it's it's taking that idea and turning it up to uh, the craziest like David Lynchian idea yeah. you can imagine. All, just, also, the um the store clerk is a robot. Maybe. <laughs> so she's the something. one, the blonde woman uh, who's like a, works at the store you met in the first issue. She's at home and answers the door, and it's like, just like a mailman. And the guy's like, "Are you are you okay?" 
And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm taking the day off and then she's, for myself. She's sitting there like talking to herself. She's like, I have to really tell you something. And then like something say, go to work. And she's something, like, no. something robotic. Something it's robotic. Like, but, yeah. like then you, it pans out and there's like the post office guy, the mailman has like a remote control type device that may or may not be controlling these people or this person. It's because then it pans out. So then all these all these characters end up at the everything store somehow, and they randomly just decide they stop business and put over the loudspeaker. Hey, uh, that the character that died, we're gonna have a funeral like procession in the middle of the store for it. And they start like throwing around like rose petals. But then, <laughs> but it's... the bottom panel on both pages, you see again another Yo, guy who I didn't appears even to... notice that yeah <laughs> this is the weird so it looks like again like another postal worker no, it's that... the same guy is it the same guy yeah so he's there and he has a bunch of these remote control things that you saw earlier just sitting there looking and watching the everything store yeah that's crazy i didn't even know no idea that. what it means but yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, are some they all wonky... robots i don't <laughs> or are they being controlled by and then, something like the one chick who's just a kind of a drunken mess and he's she she's been hallucinating yeah she's she been is, hallucinating she's having a rough time but she had like an mri and had like oh. a spiritual like 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 saw god experience in in this mri yeah they show the image it's like uh she goes in the mri she's like oh it's really loud and then it's like a big page of like her like a a star in her eye like just like yeah like you said like almost like a transcendent experience while she was in this mri machine which i don't think that happens to most people does it show up works. on the mri they're like oh the god center of her brain is going <laughs> just really activated <laughs> oh it turns out she's the messiah who knew <laughs> oh right yeah no uh i feel like i don't want to insult this book because i'm very intrigued on where it's going but i feel like this book really wants to be grant morrison and doesn't isn't coherent enough to keep it on track yet but i, mean, I yeah, I think it's just throwing a lot of the mystery out. The mystery is it's it's all yeah. front loaded with the mystery, and I right. hope that like I'm gonna keep reading it, and I hope other people keep reading it to keep it going. Like I want to get to where it makes sense. Like it's it, it just reminds me of Twin Peaks and Twin Peaks in a like really severe way. Like yeah, just very like, like you, what? Because at first, what you, do you mean the owls? Right. I don't. <laughs> I I just recently started watching Twin You've Peaks. You've never seen Twin Peaks. I've, I'm so late to that party. Yeah, you are. Um, I, uh, it was like I I had a few days off of work, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch Twin Peaks. And how'd, how'd I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. I had to take a, a long break. I'm in the middle of season two. You went to school for like film. It's What's funny is my, the, the projects I made in school, uh, people kept saying reminded them of, of David Lynch. And I'd never really watched any of his stuff. And it kind of turned me off to it. Oh. So like I just never really got around. So to David it. Lynch is a hack because he's trying to copy you. No, it was just like <laughs> it, it was kind of my way of protecting myself, oh, you know, because yeah. like, well, I've never seen any of his work, so. Uh. <laughs> and now I I look back at that and go like I was an idiot, and then like I, I remember <laughs> I, I forget what it was of his. I think I watched Eraserhead and I was like, I get it. it oh yeah, there it is. I it was all just inadvertently ripping off <laughs> David Lynch this whole time. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah, I they watched, were right. I, I, I haven't watched Twin Peaks either. What? So, yep, we'll just move on Jesus from that. Jesus Christ. Where's, uh, where's RJ when I need him? Was, I don't even know if he's yeah. seen it. So this book's wild. His ears are burning. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I, I'm enjoying this book, but I'm enjoying the mystery for sure. Because, like, they're giving you a lot of stuff. Um, there's it, just, you know what it reminds me of? There's just a bunch of weird scenes. Because, like, that robotic woman that, like, control got maybe controlled like it's just walking through the store that's closed and just picks up this uh, like 
teddy bear? That... Well, it's the same teddy bear that the character saw in the very beginning that got him murdered. Um, she just so picks him up something. and hugs him. I'm like, this is creepy as hell, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. No, you know what? It, it reminds on. me of Ice Cream Man a lot because it's like it's 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 bright and shiny and clean horror. Yeah, it, I get that vibe too. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's this like unsettling something is like wrong, but it's very bright and shiny suburban. Um, yeah, yeah, like a just... big smile with big bright teeth, but painful eyes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of vibe. Like the, like <laughs> like, a, like a smiling like a like a hyena or like a like a chimpanzee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like like you're not really smiling as much as baring your teeth, and it's terrifying. Yeah, then they show the like the solicit for the next issue, like the the, the cover, and it's like the city manager guy's got red eyes but then it, like you see his heart and there's like a sold sticker on it so it's like all right yeah <laughs> and they, I, just, they I, just talk about like yeah you know they're gonna talk about the guy who died and then like they said shirley starts to crack which i think is the woman that the blonde woman that worked at the store and no then, is oh, it no. You know, then Lori gets cosmic. I was like, all right, this book. This oh, book's Lor- about to Lori's go nuts. the the drunken lady who had yeah. the MRI, and Shirley is the um the employee yeah. slash robot. And then there's just like the guy who works at the record store. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what that dude's going up to yeah, right we'll now. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> he just looks. Oh, and then they they give you a uh, a time frame because they on the radio they talk about uh, President Carter. Oh so yeah. So they finally give you a frame of reference for when this might be taking place. Oh okay. So I thought that was interesting because before interesting. it was just like, well, this could be any time. <laughs> yeah. Like I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, so now maybe it's that, you know, 70s, 80s era, right? 70s? When was Carter president? I think the 70s. So one president that I actually have no idea what <laughs> the years were. I think it was the 70s. <laughs> well, the, yeah, I kind of have a dark spot with that too. You know why? Because he was great. And you don't, you don't pay you don't attention. You remember because, the good ones? Yeah, you, you don't pay attention because he was actually great. <laughs> uh, it was 1977 to 81 he was Hey, president. you were right. Yeah, so I was close. I just figured because the guy you said seventies and eighties. The guy, the guy who works at the record store looks like he should be in a seventies rock band. So I was just, yeah. I was using context clues. That makes sense. <laughs> um, but no, this is a it's a fun book. I like the art matches the weirdness of the comic. Um, there's like these weird fake ads in it too. Oh yeah, those are cool. Um, for like, for like the teddy bear. Um, or and like a fireplace is like get toasty your own personal blaze be a winner this winter and then let everything keep you warm. So it's always just like going, let back everything to like, fulfill you. Yeah. Yeah. Especially on this one, it's super weird. Like it's like, Oh, two people snuggling a guy prepping the fire, the fire. And then just like this weird shadowy figure, a faceless like, void. This is a creepy advertisement <laughs> for a fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's another one for like guns and like the one, like it's just like a woman who puts it in like her, U- like her American flag bikini. I'm just like, <laughs> Yep. That's smart. That's a good place for your gun. <laughs> like, I mean, you know how many people get shot by trying to put their gun in their sweatpants? Happens to the NFL players all the time, guys. <laughs> Ooh, a topical joke, I'm assuming. I never heard of it. No, that. it happened like 10 years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. All right, Casey, what else you got? Um, so it's a, it's a new uh, boom, number one, called uh, Strange Skies Over East Berlin. Uh, it's written by Jeff Loveness and uh, drawn by Lissandro Escherin. S. S- Estherin, Esherin. You're gonna keep up your uh, track record of talking about 
crazy things by just going back to Cold War politics? Is that <laughs> is that what you're going to do? I'm sensing a trend. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, so basically it, it starts out and it has like a little rundown on, um, you know, it's 1973. It's uh, the, you know, the midst of the Cold War. Um, you know, the, the wall cuts the world in half. United States and Vietnam, you know, blah, 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 goes through. It goes basically a rundown of what, like the world scale politics. Um, and then we meet this, this spy who is um, from West Berlin who is going into East Berlin and smuggling people out. So he's he's masquerading. So he's a double agent, basically. Um, so as he is doing this, he, uh, you know, is like trying to get these like two people that he clearly has like a like a personal connection with too that he like knows. Um, he's trying to get them out, uh, but the cops come and like the Stasi specifically um, breaks it up. Also, going back to uh, Deadly Class last issue, the Stasi he the Helmets family. Oh, is that what he was? That's in? yeah, his family. Like I read this, I'm just like, I'm an idiot. How did I forget the Stasi? <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah, but they're like the police keeping force. Like they're like the the KGB of East Berlin. They they just listen in on on everything. They're just yeah. like it's a it's a massive nanny state. Um, so so yeah. Anyway, so like there's a a large part of the issue is just like kind of explaining that and like the Stasi and and then he sees this massive flash. Of, of white light just like screaming over the wall and an awesome splash it, page. yeah it, it is such really a good cool. splash page it's it's phenomenal you know what's funny we were talking off mic about how i didn't understand anything that happened in this book uh-huh i skipped that splash page like like the, <laughs> the pages got like stuck together or something and i was like so you, i just opened up to it and you're like whoa that no, no, would make I, a I, lot of it. sense i just opened up to it a, a second ago and i was like oh <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of the because I was like, they talked about this this bright light, but it's only in like a panel. That's like, like they didn't the, really. Yeah. It's, At first, it's the title of the book. Until they started talking about it, that's a good point. It's the title. I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't realize that that had kind of happened either. I thought I'm like, oh, that's that's weird. All right, let's keep moving yeah, on. Yeah, moving on. They're like, yeah, that thing in the sky. I'm like, oh wait, maybe that was important. Yeah, this this art is fantastic. It really is. Way. I love it. I uh, it's got I, this cool like watercolor. I saw her. Or, I'm not sure if it's a he or she. I'm assuming it's a, at least Lissandro. I'm not sure if that's a you know who that person is, but um, I saw that they're solicited to draw something next week too. We'll get to that at the very end of the the rundown. Um, but yeah, so. Um, you know, after the strange skies happen, um, he goes back to his, um, <laughs> Fantastic. yeah, he goes back to his home base and they're like, you gotta, you gotta figure out what that was. Cause everyone's kind of like, was it America? Was it the Russians? What was that? And everyone's like, no, nah, bro, that was not human. Like that was clearly aliens. And, um, so he does, he gets into the facility where they clearly have, um, you know, whatever is, is happening and he's able to interrogate, um, one of the, the people that was there at like at the crash site. And it's this like really creepy interrogation. Cause they just have this, like this poor, like, like Eastern Bloc soldier. Who's just kind of like, he already looks like he's crumbling. And then his face literally starts, like his eyes start bleeding this like black substance and his eyes go like bright blue, like the same color as the sky. And he's just speaking like, it's all about the truth. It's all, he says like, the truth, don't you see? We've lived our lives for we've lived our lives for so long. We can't even look at truth, but I did, and it told me who I am. It showed me him. Uh, no one else knew, but I, I I saw him, and it's like this whole like kind of just devolves into this like he just crumbles as a person, and like his words start to collapse, and then he just explodes with this like blue electricity out of his face. 
uh, and kind of like lunges at the at the main character there. And then they quarantine the whole underground facility that he's in. It's just like, well, uh, nothing comes in or out, and we're stuck with whatever that crazy alien thing was. Yeah, it's a great place for a spy to be locked down in an enemy base. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I like they're just like shoot anyone who tries to get out. And also yeah. like as like in the very beginning when he was like helping his friends escape there was one like stasi member in particular he's like oh did he see us oh it's that it's him like i forget the name it's, exactly he's like the guy the inspector yeah. um uh inspector keener is his name They're like inspector keener that was him he saw us did he, did he make us and this was like not sure if like he's already been made as a spy and then like the end of this book is you find out he's in the base with that inspector <laughs> looking <laughs> who, for said spy who might or might not have made him like a day or two earlier um, so there's a the, on top of being a really good alien book, it's a really good Cold War spy book. It's both things simultaneously at once, and it's fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, it says you've written all over it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you were telling me about it in the shop. I was like, another one of these. Yeah, another. Yep. <laughs> Here we go. Casey does have a. I have a type. A, she has a type. A I have a bit. type. <laughs> this was like, it was fun. I, I I was like locked into this book when I started reading it. It kept me very interested the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, all right, this could be like a Cold War book. I can get into that. And then just like, you know, Dr. Manhattan, you know, just, just <laughs> yeah, like, it definitely goes Dr. Manhattan just with lands it. lands in East Berlin, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm very right. curious to see what they do with what, what, who he is. There's clearly some type of like entity that they're yeah. talking about. And like, and if that alien is in the base with them or if it's like, I, uh, who knows? It's, it's cool. It's a very like not straightforward alien book. And I like that. I, I like, you know, like alien books are great, but like, throw in some flavor yeah <laughs> give me some build-up yeah. like mars attacks is fun and all but <laughs> it's severely lacking uh nuanced political <laughs> systems yeah but I, I like the whole um kind of the whole lies and truth yeah there's a uh, lot about that theme. there's a lot about that going on before the alien hits mm-hmm. and then the alien yeah. is clearly talking about that too yeah um yeah and the, the double spy thing makes for a good vehicle for you know if if truth is the alien or whatever that's being a double spy makes it pretty yeah, pretty difficult <laughs> when they're talking about the truth and stuff and like when he like explodes in that blue lightning the main character sees an image of a woman maybe his wife maybe a someone like that at some point um so because that was like the thing they made him see stuff so like he saw something when that happens like who knows what the truth is it could be like maybe it's different for everybody type of thing yeah, and it's clearly somebody that he lost. Yeah, because they, they mention him. There's like a, a flashback to the two of them earlier in the book. Yeah. So it's like, okay, not really. Cause he, I, I, he I thought it was a wife. It. Yeah. yeah, I gathered wife at some point in some way i don't yeah it's not very clear though wife lover who knows but yeah <laughs> Love um, <laughs> i loved it it was great definitely a cool start so that comes back to me <laughs> i guess um i uh i have ghost rider today as my second pick uh ghost rider number one um by ed brisson friend of the show there Fr- friend of me, actually. Mm. Wow. I don't know if you guys are friends with him, but I met Ed Brisson. Super nice dude. He did a signing at our store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, when he was writing um, X-Men with uh, Rosenberg, they both uh, visited the store and did a signing downtown. And it was, they're, yeah, they're fantastic. They're super nice dudes. It's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Cool. Bye, so Ed. it's uh, Ed, Ed Brisson <laughs> with art by Aaron Cooter. So I, I love this book. Oh, it's so good. It is really good. Um, I'm a big Ghost Rider fan. 
I, I haven't been really reading it for ages. Well, it hasn't been a book for a while. And also, yeah. even when it was a book, it was Robbie Reyes and nobody cares. Yeah, I did. I, like, I need Johnny Blaze. <laughs> I need Mephisto. Um, I'm, I'm a huge Mephisto nerd. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm... That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of have... I, I have this obsession with... Uh, devils and demons and specifically devils and demons in pop culture mm-hmm. and mephisto's like top of that list oh, for yeah. me yeah like like maybe right right above robot devil from futurama <laughs> <laughs> i love beelzebot and uh, i'm gonna put mephisto right underneath black philip oh there you go yeah it's a black, black philip's pretty rad. then mephisto yeah then yeah and then robot devil beelzebot <laughs> Also, uh, Robert Goulet played the devil in this movie that was based on a Mike Allred book, which is what? like, that's just the perfect storm for me. What the hell book me. was that? Uh, G- mo- uh... G-Men, G-Men from Hell. It's based on a, uh, a Madman storyline, but they didn't put Madman in the movie because the, the Madman movie rights are all kinds of weird. That's dumb. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm going to watch that movie the second I get home. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird and bizarre. Can't wait. I have the books collected if you ever want to read it, but it's, yeah, it's great. Robert Goulet <laughs> is the devil. Perfect. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about <laughs> Ghost Rider. So we, we find out uh, Ghost Rider's or Johnny Blaze is the current king of hell. Mm-hmm. So I need to be brought up to speed on that. Okay. So it's probably at least a year, if not two years ago, um, there was a, a storyline in Doctor Strange called Damnation, uh, where uh, I forget what it was. There was some event where he had to open up hell. And when he did, he let the devil out, basically. Nice. Um, was a secret, was a secret? <laughs> I'm one of those weirdos that's like, yes. Good job. You did it. Finally, um, he's out. <laughs> I think it was Secret Empire. I, it's, I'm blanking on why that event happened but anyway it doesn't matter um so the event kind of ends with um <laughs> dr strange traps uh the, the mephisto in a uh, a casino in hell or a casino in las vegas like it's like a hell casino <laughs> oh okay so yeah so basically he hell uh, is a casino uh it's true casino, <laughs> There's casino no way is hell um yeah. So so he unleashes hell and it basically takes over Las Vegas. Las Vegas is just Mephisto owns it. It's all just oh, demons. That's so and, great. Yeah, it's it's I need super to go back badass. And read that. So so then like he has to play, you know, poker with the devil in order to like win Earth back cuz basically Mephisto's like you let me here. I'm not leaving. This is home for me like like las vegas is there couldn't have been a better place for me to run, open up shop and just have hell here this sounds like it could have been a futurama episode yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much sounds exactly like um, this, this this that's a, yeah that's yeah, fine. Robot, <laughs> robot devil and mephisto are like almost interchangeable yeah they, they basically yeah, are right. in a lot of ways which is fantastic yeah <laughs> i was so mad that he wasn't in infinity war Oh yeah, and because well, you, you think that it's Mephisto, but it turns out to be Red Skull, and you're like Red Skull. Wait, Bielsa, oh, I was gonna say you were mad that Beelzebub wasn't <laughs> Mephisto. I, I also thought for the first like half hour of the movie that Ebony Maw was Mephisto, <laughs> <laughs> and then when I realized it wasn't, I it, I immediately hated the movie. Oh man, well that's what you you didn't read that's Avengers pretty, Hickman that's Hickman's Avengers. That's pretty early on, so you had to sit there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and there was Why several, is Mephisto blue? There were so many points where like, you know what, maybe it is Mephisto. 
No, it's definitely not. <laughs> trying to convince yourself the whole time. Uh, oh. uh, but, you know, yada, 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 long story short. Uh, That's right. Uh, well, um, so Doctor Strange traps Mephisto in his own hell hotel um, in Las Vegas. So it's just his own personal like cell now he's in hell jail he's in hell jail Uh, in las vegas there's just a building in las vegas that is hell hell cell hell in a cell hell in a cell (laughs) that's better is the undertaker the uh (laughs) the warden i hope so (laughs) i was gonna say didn't didn't the eagles write a song about a hotel like that (laughs) (laughs) that's hotel california they're right next to each other um but yeah so because mephisto is locked up like it's like it was this kind of like middle ground where they're like well i can't send you back to hell but you're certainly not going to run rampant on earth either so this is where you are now so um somebody had to take over uh so johnny blaze is like well i guess that's me i guess i gotta keep order keep law and order in hell so he reluctantly becomes the king of hell okay that's what's been going on and like he's kind of like clearly lost it because everything that's been happening is in avengers he's been fighting with robbie reyes over like the spirit of vengeance like mm. like who has control over it and like robbie wants to get rid of it and like they're 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 currently in the middle of a race in avengers over who's um gonna con- maintain control over the spirit of vengeance like a cannonball run yeah no it's straight <gasps> up it's a cannonball run of all the avengers dude what about <laughs> not, not all the Avengers, all what the ghost writers i've been missing yeah no, it's a, it's it's johnny blaze danny ketch Robbie Reyes and Cosmic Ghost Rider Frank Castle. <laughs> yes. It's super badass. I have to read that. Yeah, you should. It's really been really good. Cosmic Ghost Rider Frank Castle is just. It's it, sh- it shouldn't work. It shouldn't be it good, shouldn't. and it's so good. It's just Donny Cates can literally write anything into being good. It's the dumbest concept. It's and just it's, wacky races. Yeah, it is. It's so good. <laughs> With that laughing dog. <laughs> Anyway, so so back to back to Hellraiser or Hellraiser Ghost Rider. <laughs> I'm an idiot. That's fine. It's okay. That's that's my job on the show, the idiot. <laughs> so it opens up with there's a bunch of demons who are sacrificing one of their own for uh siding with the false king. Yeah. Who we find out is Johnny Blaze. <laughs> so they they make a sacrifice to Mephisto and it opens up this portal and a whole bunch of demons escape out into the real world. And then, through like a kitchen <laughs> like yeah. just like they're just like it's a regular like poor guys just trying well, to if it's new york it's hell's kitchen yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah you know, I guess. piss off daredevil somewhere along the line <laughs> that's gonna be the next issue of daredevil is the him fighting these demons <laughs> it's like, everyone's in my kitchen <laughs> <laughs> he's got his chef's hat <laughs> so johnny blaze shows up and uh lays some smack down he pulls out this like demon baby <laughs> as one does uh so uh he, he also puts this other demon in charge of like watching this open portal like make sure no one gets through this while i'm gone mm-hmm. so he jumps through the portal into the real world to uh grab some demons and bring them back i thought this whole this whole thing was cool like him walking through new york city like ah it's nice to breathe air that isn't you know full of death and brimstone this is sulfur <laughs> Also, um, I like that he's barefoot. Like he comes out fully clothed in like a like a red button down t shirt and like black pants, but and, like cool shades. Yeah, and like but no shoes. No shoes. <laughs> he doesn't need him. He's Johnny Blaze. Uh, I just thought it was a funny detail. He's the Lord of Hell. Yeah, he doesn't need shoes. <laughs> so then we cut to Brooklyn, and this guy's getting beat up. 
And then we start to see kind of the spirit of vengeance in his eyes light up. I don't know who this guy is. Danny Ketch. Danny Ketch. He was the second Ghost Rider. Got it. Yeah. He's cool. He's been the Ghost Rider since like, I don't know, the uh, early 90s. Like whenever they like legacy charactered him and Johnny Blaze wasn't Ghost Rider for a while. Got it. It's, cool. This is when we need RJ. This is when we need RJ. <laughs> we need RJ so bad. He, he's, we, he's, we crumble with his, without his foundation to this show. I, I know. He's he's our gateway into like the min, the minutia yeah, of, of some of the these details characters. that like he would know why uh, the, the, this Doctor Strange damnation thing happened. Like he would have known. And I, I'm just sitting here just like, uh, uh, I don't know. It's, <laughs> he's in prison, I guess. He's our he's our he's our rock. <laughs> we miss you, RJ. I hope he's having fun in New York right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, like we find out this guy, Danny Catch, has been running this bar and not doing too great of a job because when you're an alcoholic, you probably shouldn't run a bar. Yeah, it's, it's a bad place for you to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's like, I got to go take care of some things. And he walks outside and then, boom, turns into the Ghost Rider. This awesome splash page of him riding off. Yeah, that's cool. It's great. Mm-hmm. I love the art in this. It, it, it almost kind of reminds me of John Romita. It's a definitely got it's got that vibe. Yeah, but yeah. like also crazy monsters, which I'm totally into. Yes. <laughs> so uh, he turns into the Ghost Rider and he starts fighting. He speeds off to fight this giant demon that just kind of popped up in the middle of New York. Mm-hmm. And that's when he runs into Johnny Blaze, who turns him in, inside out, <laughs> which is pretty rad. Or no, it yep. wasn't Johnny Blaze. It was Danny Catch. Like turns this giant demon inside out. Yep. <laughs> So uh, we cut back to hell and this guy who was left to watch the portal gets his heart ripped out by, we find out, Lilith. So badass. Who has a Vespa gang. <laughs> Gotta say, personally. That's fantastic. If I had to, you know, if I had to pick a favorite demon, it's hard to pick a favorite demon. You know, uh, it, there's so many, really. It's like <laughs> picking my children. But uh, if I had to pick a favorite, it's Lilith. Yeah. Uh, the, the, she's like the, 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 head, the head bitch in charge of like fe- femininity in hell. Yeah. <laughs> she's I, she's a patron saint of, of feminism. I'd in say my a close eyes. second for me would probably be Stalis. Or no, Belphegor. Oh, that's a good one. Love me some Belphegor. <laughs> He's a poop demon. Thank you. Sean's giving me the thousand eyed, yeah. uh, thousand yard I'm stare. I'm just listening. I'm learning a lot about demons, yeah. uh, <laughs> devils, and uh, ghost riders. I've actually, I, I've got a little tattoo. Yeah, that's kind of that's oh, cool. kind of where that that was what broke the ice between me and me and Casey. Yeah, you're like, is that a is that a sigil of? Well, I I noticed you had on like on one side. You had a Lucifer sigil, which I know I On the left, recognize right away. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> and then I was trying to figure out what the other one was, and you're like, "Oh, it's Lilith." I was like, "That's great." And then we became friends. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> through through demonology, yeah. Uh, but it, it, I love that she's got a Vespa gang. Yeah. That's that just yeah. hits a note for me personally. That just like that's always been this like joke that I had that I've always wanted to start a Vespa gang. <laughs> And Lilith has her own Vespa game. Also, this this issue really makes me miss Eric. Uh, that's uh, if anyone oh if anyone listens goes to Brave New Worlds, you know Eric Loyak, and I, this issue just makes me miss him so much. Yeah, Eric used to work at the shop and drove a Vespa and was obsessed with Vespas and is obsessed with the devil. <laughs> perfect. He must have loved this issue. Yeah, yeah, he must have jumped out of his skin. Yeah, his yeah, for sure. I think I kind of want to call him. <laughs> 
I wonder if he listens to the show. Eric, uh, hit us up if you're listening. Yeah. Well, we should have him on. We totally should. Oh, that'd be yeah. great. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna text him. Does he know we have this show? I don't think so. Next time he's in town, we got to get Eric on the show. Yeah, yes. that'd be awesome. It'll be like next month. Anyway, our listeners are like, I don't care who this guy is. <laughs> well, we have at least a couple listeners that go to the shop. So <laughs> that, that's is for them. <laughs> so we cut back to Earth. Uh, Johnny and Danny are having this whole conversation about, uh, you know, life, universe, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I kind of snored past this whole, this whole bit. Like, uh, Danny's mom died recently, I guess, and he's just been kind of drowning himself. Oh, and then we see the Hotel Inferno that I was, you know, referencing. It's just a big pillar in Las Vegas. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, like, like it's fantastic. Yeah, it's Johnny's great. like, look, get your stuff together. Uh, I'm gonna go out and fight some monsters. I guess you're not gonna help. And then he's like, look, you can drink for free in my bar anytime you want, but. I'm not going to fight monsters with you. Yeah. So that's kind of where we leave that. Don't want to do this anymore. But we cut to my main man, Mephisto, <laughs> stuck in jail. Oh, and uh, Wong is the is the warden. Yeah, Wong's watching. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Which that's I think great. is kind of great. Man, this yeah. book's got a lot of people in it. Yeah, man. A lot going on. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, he's kind of boasting. He's like, hey, you know, a war is coming. And uh, if you guys thought I was bad, just wait till you see what's coming. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. God, I love Mephisto. <laughs> I want Mephisto in the MCU so bad. Oh, man. They have to do it. They have they to. They have a very good opportunity with Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, I, I've been saying that. I, I was kind of saying that in the, uh, the, the Spider-Man Minute group. Uh, okay. There was a whole conversation about the MCU. I was like, I want to one a one more day storyline. I want Mephisto and Scott. The, the host was just like, Adam, we all know that you have a hard on for Mephisto. <laughs> We're all aware. You shut up. <laughs> I think that'd be fantastic. If yeah. They actually so did cool. the full Mephisto like storyline yeah. in that instead of like modernizing it. Or up- <laughs> he doesn't really have a relationship with MJ. That's strong enough for that to be a thing. It would have to be yeah. like with, um, uh, what's his friend's name? Ted or whatever. Yeah. It had to be something like that. Or Ned, like, or, yeah. or but, you know, my, Ned, May, Happy, like the whole, it could be like the whole extended universe they've created at this point. My angle would be he brings back Tony Stark. Oh. And the price is uh, May's relationship with Happy. Mm. And then Peter has to live with the fact that May is less happy. Without, pun intended. Pun, I was about to say. Happy. <laughs> As a result of his, like, like he had to sacrifice May's happiness. And like, yeah, that's the the what tortures him. Mm, that'd I mean, be good. I think that'd be pretty good. And then it's a way to get RDJ back in the movies. Yeah, man, bring him back. Get him back in. <laughs> well, fix it. One <laughs> night, one night only. RDJ and Mephisto. <laughs> so yeah, Mephisto gives a, a very uh, somber warning. Um, and then we cut back to uh, Johnny. Kind of follows these drunks out of the bar. So it kind of cuts back and forth between Johnny following this guy home and Danny uh, at his mom's headstone, kind of like apologizing and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, his mom just walks up and starts talking to him. Very like, ghost, ghostly visage of his mom. Yeah, ghostly visage of his mom. We cut, kind of, we keep cutting back and forth. Uh, Johnny turns into the ghost rider and beats up this guy who turns out to be one of the devils that escaped. And man, he, he goes full on Hellraiser. Oh, yeah. With the chains and hooks and everything. Mm-hmm. I like this Johnny Blaze. It's yeah. Kinda, it's kind of rad. 
And uh, yeah, the the demons like the demons are coming for your throne. Is like they can come, or uh, they can come at me all they want, which I thought was kind of rad. <laughs> but yeah, basically the the mom is is coming to warn him that like Johnny is has gone mad with power as the king of hell, like that he's actually like lost it, that he's so much worse than Mephisto. And then we cut to him losing it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I love that he has horns. Yeah, it's rad. He's That's like, a super cool character design for like. How do you make Ghost Rider cool? <laughs> you make him have horns. Horns. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, he, he says he says I'm the king of I'm the king of hell, and I ain't giving up my throne without a fight. And um, he just rips this dude. That looks to awesome. Pieces. Yeah, it's really, really. But good. here's here's my question: the ghost mom was that Mephisto, or was that Lilith? Yeah, that's. Maybe I don't think both. it was the like mom. Lilith trying to. It's it's either Mephisto or Lilith trying to drive an even bigger wedge between Johnny and Danny. trying to get the Ghost Riders to fight because if they team up, uh, they they know screwed. they can't win. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah a house divided and all that. Yeah, I I think that I think it was Mephisto because it, like that aptly place where he's just like, hey Wong, you know, there's a war coming, and then he just kind of like plants the seeds. Like you know, he's he's but, Mephisto. But, he can't be like really truly trapped. In yeah, there, right? I was yeah. gonna say, could he do all that from mm-hmm. Ghost Jail? I feel like he's just like a projection. So. I, I would imagine so. Yeah. Right. Sure. I I think it's little. It could be either. So it's, like it's badass. I didn't read this. Sorry. No, <laughs> I'm the worst. But like, so there's only one spirit of vengeance. Do they only have control over it? At no. They, they, okay. So they all can just access that power. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, there's there's about. four like, ghost like if Danny wants to use it. Does Johnny not have? <laughs> no, the the the, the they got it. They got to like. Uh, no, check out this like. It's like, it's like you share. can't use the phone when someone's on the internet. Yeah. Sort yeah. Of thing. No, look at this preview for the next issue. It's them fighting oh, look, it's each both other. Both of them as Ghost Rider fighting. <laughs> that answers my question. There it is. All right, cool. Uh, you can tell one's different because he's got horns. <laughs> and, and I gotta no, get in on this whole uh, yeah, and no Marvel cannonball run thing that's happening. <laughs> yeah, Avengers has been super fun. Yeah, there's four Ghost Riders right now. That's I feel like and that's, one of them is Frank freaking Castle as Cosmic and Ghost Rider. With the, he's got the power Cosmic. Well, he's he's in hell now. Oh, sorry, I'm not caught up. <laughs> Wait, so he has the power Cosmic? Yeah. Like the Silver Jesus Surfer's power Christ. cosmic. Hold on, have you, have, have you not read any of that stuff? I have not read any the, of that stuff. Oh, where's RJ? Okay, yeah. So, do you really want to run down well, this? We don't this? need we to time? get into this. No, we're, we don't. We're running. We're running long as it is. I want to. I want to go into it. It's so cool. I'll we'll c- save it. Well, next issue, we'll do we'll a whole run about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it next. Uh, Silver Surfer Black because it all leads up into that. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's that's uh top picks. Yeah. So let's go. Let's get into the. The big top. Oh, story. before we do, can I do RJ's? Like, just I'm just, just gonna read off him. his list. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Um. So while still going to New York, uh, this incredibly uh busy man still was able to read like a bunch of comics. So, um, here's just his like. He's got a whole commute to. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could read it while you're going up there. Um, but yeah, so so he also read uh, a couple of the books that we read. He read, he read Ghost Rider, um, number one, everything number two. Um, he also read uh, Justice League 33, which I had a chance to read, which was super fun. Just continues the Justice Doom War that we've been talking about. And I'm sure that would have been one of his top picks because, uh, you know, there's there's some cool stuff that happens in that one. Um, Marvel Comics 1001. Uh, he was very excited about that one. Probably would have been his other pick. I'm not reading it. <laughs> I just don't care. Yeah, I was not a fan uh, of the 1000, so I'm good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Vengeance of Vampirella. Uh, that's 
very peak RJ. Uh, something called Ruby Falls, which I didn't get a chance to read. It was a new number one, I believe, from Boom Studios or Vault, one or the other. Um, I'm hoping to get a chance to check that out. And then um, Legion of Superheroes Millennium number two, which uh, we both agree was terrible. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> okay, perfect. That's all I'm going to say I thought he was really excited about that. Yeah, we were excited to get the Legion back, but the Legion isn't even in it. Ooh. Yeah, it's a miniseries. It's like, why do these books exist? There's just not that. There's nothing about the Legion in it. Rough. Stupid. Yeah, that's, a, that's pretty stupid. Stupid book. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, before before we hop right into the the main story, since we we've got a little bit of time here, does anybody have any runners up? I don't. I had a pretty light week. I. I always do. I, th- I feel like there's always an image book that came out. Yeah, uh, you're you're always kind of battling over what you want to cover. Yeah, like this week, I, a lot of the books I read I really liked, but like they didn't have a lot to talk about. Uh, but like Die Number Eight with Karen Gillan and Stephanie Hans doing art, still amazing, still gorgeous. Yeah, that's a book that's always good no matter yeah. what, even if it's not like super like nothing big happens in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Similarly, Doom Patrol: Way to the World's number four uh, by Gerard Way, and this one is a uh, Nick Nick Patara on art. Um, I, I love his art. He was on a book called like Borderlands recently that got canceled because of some Me Too asshole writing the book. Um, so I'm glad to see his art again. You say Borderlands. Yeah. Like, like the video no, game? not Borderlands. What's it called? Border Border Patrol. I don't remember what it was. Oh no, it was Border Patrol. <laughs> Border Patrol. Yeah, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was like three or four issues came out, and it was just yep. like really. It was, it was like a bunch of demons unleashed and like on the border between yeah. Mexico and America. That was a weird. Book. It, it was cool. I liked it, and his art is just like really neat. But um, yeah, so it, he fits perfectly for Doom Patrol. So it's a uh, the whole issue takes place on Destiny Beach, which is like Flex Mentalo's homeworld, and yeah, he's got to fight like the evil forces and gets. <laughs> he gets a symbiote um like trunks like like lifting trunks that <laughs> <laughs> tries to turn him evil oh it's so good uh yeah i love the book um contagion was also really good it's uh i wasn't expecting to like it all but uh, also ed bresson and uh rogue roge antonio how do you pronounce that r-o-g-e Rogi? Yeah, Roge. Roge. Or Rogue. Um, I don't know. But uh, so it's like a new... We're bad at names. <laughs> we we got to start figuring this out. Um, <sighs> but it was cool. It was a, it's, it's a new number one from Marvel, and it's like it's like weird, like, sporish, like, fungus thing that infects people, and it's kind of like almost like a zombie horde, but not quite. Like, and uh, clearly it has something to do with, like, the Kunlun. It's like it's it originated in Kunlun, and now it's unleashed on, like, the Fantastic Four, and then it gets the Fantastic Four's powers. It's like, this is weird. That's like, I was, I was expecting it to be way more like like a Marvel zombie straightforward thing, and it's like, oh, there's like there's something else. Going there's some on cool here. things going on here. Yeah. I, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, that die. Yeah, always die. But they went into a little bit of like the one character, the Grief Knight, where his sword, like just his sword, is like his companion and talks to him, just pretty much tells him how worthless he is all the time. Yeah, <laughs> continues to make him sad. But then they go into it like he had a choice to pick from a different weapon that would be channeling different emotions, which I thought was super interesting. To yeah, it's like build a the world. There was like there was like an anger mallet or maul thing. So like he po- he picked this one out of everything. So I was like, this, this dude's got some issues, man. Yeah, that's the one he went with ultimately. I was like, that's it, it, yeah. It reminds <laughs> me of like the Green Lantern spectrum. Of yeah, it was light. very similar to that. It's like he instead of instead of wrath, he chose. Uh, is there a sadness one? Yeah, I don't think um, there's a sadness not one. Really? No. Indigo, no, maybe empathy. Maybe. But yeah. Then the other one, uh, Space Bandits. By oh, Mark yeah. Millar and Matteo Scalero. That's the fourth issue. Just two women just killing dudes that wronged them across the world uh, universe. Nice. <laughs> uh, so lots of fun action stuff there. Then you kind of find out the two women that met in prison, like, totally separate. Now their vengeance against the men in their lives have now teamed up. 
and now they have to go kill the two dudes that are left together. <laughs> it's very, it's a fun story. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> you know, I was going to jump right into House of X, but I think I want to save that for last. I, I'm fine with that. Sea yeah. of Stars, I loved this book. Oh, yeah, Sea of Stars is great. Yeah, it continues to be great. And, uh, you know, like... <laughs> we decided to finally make it a top story because we all keep fawning over it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's like we're, we're just, talking about it anyway. Yeah, we're all yeah. Ta- we're all reading it. We're all talking about it. This book is so good. Um, and some like pretty intense like revelations happen. We finally figure out why the kid has powers. So yeah, that's so super like, cool. He, he accidentally like, yeah <laughs> touched some magic club in the very first issue. Yeah, because he, he was like he was like screwing around in the like the hull of the ship, and the dad's like quit screwing around back there. And then he like the, as it crashes, yeah. he lands into this like magic club, it which was, is in him. Did he eat it? it like, I don't know. It's like in his it's, body. It's like absorbed into him. Yeah, yeah. magically. Like it, I guess it's the club of the Zaztec's god. So that's why they he I guess he has those powers. Yeah. So yeah. So at the be- at the beginning of the issue, um, we we find out that there's this this woman that gets exiled from the Aztecs, mm-hmm. and she has this like rowboat and pet bird. That's pet phoenix. He, that's the woman he ran into at the end of last issue. Yeah. yeah. The phoenix. Yeah. So, so Gala the despised is her name. There you go. Yeah. She gets ex- exiled, and they kind of run into each other. So. That brings us back to now. And yeah, so like... She, she recognizes her God in this kid. Like she's yeah. like, oh yeah, this I instantly know. And she's like, why are you acting so weird? And she's like, she doesn't know why he doesn't know. And especially because yeah. like there's something like when it shows her being exiled, there's clearly it's her fault that the God has abandoned the people of some kind. Like there's like clearly she did something to like anger the God or make the God go away. And she's trying to like explain to her people, it's like, oh, it's, it's a big mis- misunderstanding. Like it's fine. And they're like, no, you got to get the hell out of here. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so she so she sees the kid, and she's like, yo, I'm gonna bring you back. This is gonna like this is gonna be perfect, you know? Yeah. And then they're talking. And he's like, yeah, I had lots of funds. This is space monkey and space whale. And the <laughs> space like, dolphin. It's not even a dolphin. Space dolphin. That's right. <laughs> he's like, yeah, those aren't our names, you idiot, you <laughs> stupid kid. I, I like the uh, the the space monkey and space whale are like super suspicious of this lady because oh, yeah. they're like these Zaztecs never travel alone like yeah. something weird you're is going clearly on alone here. for a reason and, and you're clearly bad, trying to yeah. manipulate our usually friend bad news, it seems like that seems to be the vibe that the Zaztecs are kind of bad news for people yeah. yeah and then like she mentions this this magic club and it like kind of pokes out of his belly button or something and and it really hurts him. It's the first him a thing. Lot of pain. It's the yeah. first thing that hurts him. Like he's been eaten by you know quark sharks, and he's traveled at the speed of light. But yeah, it's, so it's the first thing that hasn't been awesome for him since yeah. he got this power. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I like too. Like he does. He strikes this cool pose, and he gets this like halo of Kirby crackle around <laughs> him. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. That was so good. But yeah, uh, he's like, he's like, I have the power of a hundred cork sharks. It's like a, <laughs> just such a nine-year-old. I love it. But we cut back to his dad, who's not having as good of a time. This no. poor guy, man. He's continuing to have this a bad poor time. Guy. <laughs> yeah, he's being like hunted by these Aztecs the whole time. I don't time. think it's Aztecs. I think it's no. a different indigenous. No, there's Aztecs. Oh, there's Aztecs. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because Kyle the Copbot keeps reminding him that there's a lot of them, and he's gonna die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kyle the Copbot is such a. Uh, <laughs> Such a buzzkill. He's such a dickhead. I love that its name is Kyle. (laughs) Yeah, right. I love it. So he's like running away from these guys. And then Kyle has the realization that if they catch the dad, that they'll kill him too. And then he's like, 
all of a sudden on his he's kind of like reluctantly he's like, like fine oh yeah we have to go he, they're gonna kill me too it's like yeah. dude you're such a jerk <laughs> <laughs> but uh his like oxygen source carnivorous plant ends up kind of saving him that he keeps yeah. calling cauliflower which i also yeah, love he calls it. <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, he's getting attacked by one he just like the cauliflower i guess just eats the dude's stomach just kills him basically yeah he's like remind me to keep you fed yeah 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 that, that was a great line that was good and then we cut back to uh to the kid and he keeps having his helmet play back his dad's last message oh, to him yeah, which is, so is super heartwarming yeah um he's talking to Dal- basically so she is exiled so she sees that this is the power of my god in this kid and he's like she's like i gotta get him back to my so home she, yeah so she's kind of like so relating to him she's yeah. kind of like like connecting with him because he clearly misses his dad and she's like i don't remember the last time i saw my mother you know like so like they kind of have this like this kind of berserker unbound a little bit yeah, yeah. yeah but they can actually speak to each other um yeah. and then <laughs> at the end basically like I, lo- I love how she can like she talks to the phoenix character and the phoenix is just like squawks at her she's like it's fine <laughs> i had to yeah so she tells him his name to kind of relate to him and do that and he's like we're going on a trip. <laughs> yeah, like he I'm decides to tr- he decides to trust her, and the the monkey and the 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 dolphin are like, no, no, dude, like don't do that. Like they 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 have his best interest in mind. They've been like they've they've kind of been like the homeless dude in Berserk Unbound, where they've had this like uh, I don't really care about yeah. this, and this is dumb and all, but like I'm just going around to see what's happening. But then like this one, you really see that they care about the kid. Yeah, yeah. I like, like this interaction. They're like. Well, she's like, no, you. They can't come. They'll probably just get shot. And, <laughs> and he's like, no, they're coming. They're my friends. And she's like, no, they're not. You have to listen to me. And he's like, no. Yeah. You have to listen to me. Yeah. More Kirby crackle. And you get the Kirby crackle. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, okay, they're going with them. All right, cool. Yep. No yep okay. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Listen yeah, she, to your she, God. She forgot for a moment that she was. She she thought she was talking to a ten year old, but it is it's a. It's a god inside of a 10-year-old. But she is. But like he has god powers, so children who don't get their way throw tantrums sometimes, and but most of them don't have god powers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we cut back to his dad, who's still fighting for his life. Oh, and then god. Yeah. There's this really... It's bummed me out. Yep. It's this bummer thing, because like he has his helmet constantly uh, show the homing beacon of the kid in mm-hmm. his heads up display. Yeah. Yeah, he t- he said to put it up there cuz he that's the only way he's going to get through But what he because has to the do. kid has been playing the message over and over and over again, his helmet's being like, "Oh, you only it's, have like 0.03%, you have 0.02%. Power, yeah. It's it's dying." So, so then the helmet dies and And he's just like, "Fine, I give up." Yeah, he just it, it, it blips off a screen and he just immediately sits down and waits to die. And that's where the issue ends. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, then right before that, yeah, they they cut back to the uh, the kid again, or the kid and Dala, basically saying we got to get that club back. If I bring the club back to my people, I'll be I'll be welcome back. And then the, the she's talking to the phoenix, and I guess like the phoenix is like probably gonna have to kill him. Uh, so <laughs> she's, she's yeah, like, it's fine. It's worth she's it. like it's fine. If uh, if I have to kill the kid, I'll kill the kid to get to get back to my my family. Yeah. Um, because if not. Yeah. It's, so really so care. we learned that the monkey and the and the whale were, you know, correct they not were to trust definitely Dalla. correct not to trust this person. <laughs> yeah. But. So that kind of leaves us on a super cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, it was Yeah. There's a lot going on. I again, this book is oh, I love this book. It's yeah, fun, it's, it's so funny. Good. It's sad. Uh we don't know if the dad's like just dead now or like something's going to happen. Maybe Kyle the cop bot will come through for him. Who knows. Yeah. But, 
He's, oof, poor guy. Also, complete side note, a little bit of New York Comic Con news I learned, like, right before getting here. Uh, Jason Aaron, like, the, you know, the writer of, of Sea of Stars, is going to be writing a book with Sturgill Simpson. <laughs> That's just a, a concept album, like, comic book to go along with this concept album. Whoa. Yeah, so I'm like really excited for that. That's going to be cool. Uh anyway, that's 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 my New York Comic Con like exclusive content. <laughs> okay. That's um <laughs> that is something. If you like country music and comic books, that's a, it's a good day for you. Wow. <laughs> huh. All right. Okay. So that brings us to the 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 X-Men book that Woo! we can't get away from. Dude, this book every time. The I, last issue of House of X. I know. I'm excited. Uh, so <laughs> this book is awesome. This is nuts. <laughs> this book is awesome. This was wild and insane. <laughs> was, I, yeah. I, I loved this issue. Yeah, oh, there yeah. was a lot that happened, and like I'm loving the. This is the descent. Like this is it. Like you know, my so favorite. Close. My favorite thing about this book is everyone has like such a drastic and different reaction to it. You know how many people have told me that nothing happens in this issue? This is like. It's the penultimate penultimate issue. It's a huge deal. It's funny because I was just about to say that not much happens in this issue. (laughs) Like not much happens, but like but like a lot. No, like there there isn't a whole lot of action. There isn't a whole lot of things that happen, but we we get we finally get the nation of mutants. Yeah. It's 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 it's, you know, things happening in in a Hickman book isn't necessarily punching. It's yeah, yeah, it's it's huge revelations. Right. Yeah. Xavier literally announcing himself to the world telepathically saying, Yo, we're here, we have medicine, you have to buy it. You have to. This isn't a this is here are the two reasons here's the only two ways we're gonna give you it. Like you have to recognize us and mutants now govern mutants. We yeah. don't live yeah, by we your ha- laws you have anymore. Yeah, you have yeah. to you like, have uh, to extradite mutants that's and they, crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Like and again, in true Xavier fashion so far in this book, he just does it to everyone telepath like not a like a normal thing. He just tunes into everyone's humans. brain and tells everyone. Hello yeah. humans. Yeah. Hi, I'm your god now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You yeah. have new gods now. Yeah. Right. Um, and and that that was it circles the, back to it that, got you know. to there and I was like, "Oh, this okay." It's happening now. Like yeah. here we go. Um, and then and then we see the the council of like the way that they've governed their their laws. Like in the last Which they issue, fill in the rest of them. Yeah, right? in the last they issue, they show they show the the um, chart with all the different like seats. Yeah, but it was all blacked out. Now we know who it is. And holy crap, um, dude! Yeah, like so like. There's Professor, still one missing seat, though. That yeah, we don't the, know who the I red know who it king is. is. I know who it is. You know who it is? Yep. Well, they say who, Do you want what, me to tell you what, what they are, but not who they are, right? Uh, so in, uh, they, they've uh, solicited Marauders, which is going to be the, the, um, oh, the we pirate book this. coming out. Yeah, That's and right. so uh, Emma is like the the leader of the team, basically, because she's... It's Kitty, isn't it? It is. Oh, yeah. man. That's why she, levy, she levied. She's like, she wants a third seat so her and Kitty can overtake... Shaw, if he gets out of hand. So Kitty is the quote-unquote Red King. Yep, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the Spoiler re- alert for yeah the rest of this council, though. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's purely conjecture, but it'd be really ridiculous if it doesn't Kitty. You got Apocalypse on here. You got <laughs> Mister Sinister, Exodus, of yeah. Exodus, Cipher, Cipher, and Krakoa are my favorite part of this council so far. Yeah, because um, they're cut. They're not really 
on the council. They're just they're kind of above and beside the council. I, I like how yeah. how Shaw's like, all right, first things first, let's get uh, capitalism, pro- ca- property laws, and currency. And Krakoa's was like, you know, you can't have property. I'm a person. Yeah, I loved that. <laughs> That's bit, so good. Where it's like, okay, no one can own part of Krakoa because so. Krakoa is a yeah, it's a sentient yeah. being. Yeah, and this uh, all centered around like a trial for Sabretooth. Because he he a dummy. Well, it's it's it, it's it's centered around establishing the laws, and then once Figuring those laws once those laws are established, well, no, they they don't. There's no question about what the punishment is. Xavier just tells everyone what the punishment yeah. is, and holy, I, I like how they're just kind of making this up as they go along. It's like, oh, all right, yeah. so we have a case. <laughs> let's build the let's, laws. Let's make laws now. Um, yeah, and the laws are are creepy too. Um, uh, specifically, about... Night Nightcrawler's law is really creepy. Yeah, Nightcrawler really creeped me out. That's creepy. He's like, uh, we got to make more mutants. Let's, <laughs> let's get to having a lot of mutant sex. Yeah, let's. Uh, he says it to his mom. Also, let's, let's get or down. Pod people. Yeah, he says it to his mom. Yeah, it is, it's it, it's implying pod people. Uh, but like basically, like he's having a conversation with like Mystique, and it's gross. It's weird. Some of the lines at apocalypse had here they're talking about like um, the murder it's like well is it murder if we can just bring them back yeah so it's like murder like mutant on mutant murder isn't necessarily a thing it's so not they, it's not a capital attack capital offense to murder mutants because you can bring them back yeah, but so it is a capital offense to murder humans well, murdering the, humans yeah. is the highest law yeah they got yeah. to the point it's like if you murder someone that can't come back which is that's bonkers yeah that, like that's the clarification <laughs> that's the clarification and apocalypse is like yeah i just like it's like i don't really care yeah the three just laws like are don't. the three laws are make more mutants murder no man respect the sacred land it's such a cult bro dude and then the the punishment for saber tooth bro nuts savage. what nuts this was like because they can't kill him because they could just bring him back and there there will be no prisons according to xavier there will be no prisons on krakoa so let's just put him in an infinite abyss where he's just suspended in an infinite sentient oh. awake yeah, he's, a, he's awake he's awake and he oh just he just he just lives in blackness inside of krakoa yeah. where no Forever. one can get to him like yeah. at least Forever. hell is in Las Vegas. Yeah, like, right. yeah, right. At least you can do things in hell. <laughs> At least you can have a book in in prison, <laughs> yeah, bro. Right? Yeah. Like, what? And like, okay, here's my thing. Here's yeah, my I th- big thing. I think thing. the boredom would make me go insane right away. Yeah, I mean, like, they've already proven <laughs> it on Earth in real, like, you know, oh, like, yeah. sociological studies that, like, um, I, like, solitary confinement makes people lose their minds, yeah. literally. Like, that's... And, and this is this, and that's that's this times a hundred. Because it's just blackness. You it's emptiness, have, and you won't have like like you're. There's no time. You're frozen in time and blackness. Like, the, yeah, there's there's no in, concept until of they reality. Decide maybe we might need you. Yeah, yeah. And he said, and he basically says in, indefinitely, like yeah. until we decide. It's it's so. Here's my thing. My my big thing with all of this with the, with the pod people and with Xavier putting your brain back in your body after you die. The whole thing. If Xavier having this amplified uh, Cerebro on his head all the time. The ethics that no one is questioning makes me convinced that Xavier is manipulating everyone at once all the time. Here's the other thing. In this issue in particular, there's a couple of scenes with him without his helmet on and mm-hmm. we never see his face. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm also convinced that he's, he's not in his own body. Yeah. Because like we talked about this last time, 
yeah, he you see him in the chair in year zero, and he's walking around just fine. And, and since you don't see his face, I'm convinced it's someone a, else. Or he's in a much younger vert. I think no. It's, since you, you can't know, see his face, it's going to be somebody. It's gonna you're gonna the big reveal is that it's like a face that, we know. That might be the next issue. Yeah, that could be that's a, I mean we know powers. the next issue is going to be a mind blower. But yeah. but like no one is questioning the ethics. Everyone's just like, yep, sure, yeah, throw him in the abyss. That's fine. And no one's questioning the ethics that Xavier has full and complete control over your soul. Yeah. Like that he, he, you, we just trust that he's not adding anything or taking anything away when he puts you back. Like, like how is he the one person that has that that power? He, I think they're just a lot of these people are are cool with it already cuz like well, people like Emma and Jean Grey, they're all telepaths, so like they would know if they would. Would they? Well, he's got this Unless crazy hardware. He's the he, number one. He's always been the telepath above all of them. He's the one who trained all of them. And then number two, he has the hardware to amplify it times a million. And he has the the storage software that that Forge built for him. So he's in control oh, over sure. everything on top of everything. Like he's he's control over the like redundancies over your brain. Like, yeah. and then for for yeah. wild juxtaposition, right after they. They banish oh my God. Uh, Sabretooth into like the worst hell imaginable. We cut to the most kick-ass party that's ever <laughs> yeah, been had on Earth. That was so bizarre. Yeah, which is, that's what that's what really, like nobody is questioning anything. And I, that's that's really what is, is gnawing. Like this whole party celebration thing got to me because it's just like, Oh, this is this is the calm before the storm. This is the like everything's great and it's totally fine and nothing could ever go wrong. How could it ever go wrong, guys? It's perfect. You we, know? we also get a an implied I don't want to say love triangle. Oh, it's like man. A, a a love uh parallelogram <laughs> be, between Cyclops, Gene, maybe Logan, <laughs> and definitely Emma. Here's the thing. Okay. I'm going to speak for RJ now because he is very upset that he couldn't be here to talk yeah. about how horny this issue is. This is very, <laughs> there's some, they're, they're making some. Well, he's mutants. been saying for years, along with many nice. other people, he's been saying for years that Emma and Jean just need to dump the loser already and date each other. Yeah. Because they're way better for each other. Than, like Scott is such a piece of crap to both of them. And like just a typical white dude, like what, a, what a loser. And like, yeah, this just seals the deal. Like the, like the, pass off of a beer between yeah, like, gene to like there's, emma there's this this speech that's going on on top of this these action panels with no words and you see logan with his arm around both gene and scott holding yep. a six-pack mm-hmm. scott and gene each take a beer and he walks off and then you see uh <laughs> scott break off two beers and hand them to gene and she walks over and gives one to Emma, and then Emma looks over at Scott, and then you see. Oh, see, I thought. Oh, it is at Scott. I thought she was giving Jean those bedroom eyes. Yeah, but who's the other guy that's there? That's Havoc. Ha- Havoc is like Havoc. Ha- okay. Havoc, g- yeah, okay. patting Scott on the back like a like a way to go, bro. Kind of moment. I'm like, <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> yeah, uh, X Twitter has been very horny this, yeah. this week. <laughs> this whole thing creeps me out. Like it, I'm like, because then you have like Apocalypse, just like rooting on the, yeah. on the side just like here's the thing anything that makes apocalypse super happy this is weird how are you banishing saber tooth on a panel Dude. with apocalypse right like this clearly isn't retroactive laws <laughs> these laws are just like okay now starting now but be- i mean if it's starting now saber tooth didn't do anything now 
he did anything. He did something like a week ago. Right. Yeah. 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 Starting so when we're, we chose. We're really picking and choosing. Picking here. and choosing. Yeah. yeah it's, like some it's, of the lines that yeah, Xavier has. Yeah. Too. He he like broke the law when he did the the laws didn't exist. He didn't know. Yeah. They were figuring out the laws while they were sentencing him. And yeah. he, he even said like, oh, I get it. So you're going to make an example of me. And he's like, I'm going to I'm going to murder you. I'm going to murder your children. Oh, yeah. And then like the, children's the, children. Like the dual curb stomp, like like Gene and telepath? Emma are like oh, are the, the telepathic curb stomp that they give him is like yeah. Intense. And then you make him like they say he's quiet and like make him like he's drool, like drooling. And he just, yeah. Like, can't anymore. <laughs> and then uh, uh Sinister's like, I think the drool really brings the whole <laughs> oh, <yeah>. outfit together. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. I forgot about that. <laughs> I love Sinister in this. He's issue. so good. Xavier is up to some yeah, yeah. wicked stuff, man. Yeah. yeah, I have to say, it's really the drool that brings up the real the whole outfit together. <laughs> this is fun. What's next? Somebody shock me. <laughs> Uh, I love Sinister. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Dude. Yeah, this this book, I cannot wait for what evil crap was going to be revealed in the next issue with with Xavier. I don't I don't even know, man. Like it's it's going to be nuts. We're not it's, even at number 1 yet, y'all. <laughs> Dude, I know. I know. <laughs> What's that book so going to be? my question. We were talking about like Xavier, you know, he could have he's got this super cerebro, right? But like isn't the whole deal of Magneto's helmet that he can't be manipulated when he's wearing it? Well, I don't know if Ma- Magneto would it? need to be manipulated because Magneto's, Magneto's ultimate goal has always been so That's what I'm thinking. He this. only needs to... He, he only needs, needs to manipulate mess- everyone else. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't really need to uh, manipulate Apocalypse because this is also Apocalypse's it's dream. so weird. Like, he does, like weird. all the villains, like he doesn't need to manipulate them because they're like, yeah, no, like ultimate supremacy over humans is exactly what I want. Right. You know, and like, but it's all of his like children all like the the like x-men themselves and all the like people that should be the moral center are just like yep yep, cool yeah i do like that they made a very good point of showing the message going out uh, to earth showing to the the avengers Avengers. fantastic four and dr strange i thought that was very interesting and they look pretty uh yeah pretty unhappy yeah yeah well we've already had a confrontation with fantastic four where like Scott took uh, was it Sabretooth or yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah and he yeah. basically was just like yeah your son's got a place anytime and it's just like this is like really like co- like like passive aggressive confrontation yeah. between Scott and the Fantastic Four which I think will come to a head I I, I have I, I have this thing about the Fantastic Four I I would argue that they're technically mutants well Franklin is. is Franklin well is. Franklin it definitely is but like yeah. in a in a in a Ninja Turtles standpoint, <laughs> the Fantastic Four were mutated well, by Hulk. gamma radiation. But then so is, so the, is, is Daredevil the and the Hulk and yeah. Spider-Man. I uh, think all of those. Yeah, the, all sure. those. <laughs> Just, everyone's <laughs> mutants. Got it. Got it. And uh, you're I, a mutant and you're good. I'm realizing now to... that that was dumb. <laughs> it's okay. And they were yeah. altered. Yeah. I guess they don't have the mutant gene, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, a that, genetic. That, that's, yeah. that's the main difference between the IDW mutants and the Marvel mutants mm-hmm. is yeah. in, in the IDW universe and the Turtles universe, you can be mutated. Yeah, and this one, you are born a mutant. Yeah, it's yeah. your birthright. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's last week's books. Uh, what do we got coming out this week? Um, Let's see. We have... Great question. Hmm. Oh, Batman's Grave. Yeah, uh, the Warren Ellis. Beat me to it. I beat you to it. Uh, the Warren Ellis uh, and what was the Brian Hitch? That's going to be super good. I can't wait for that. Uh, what else? Uh, 
uh, Black Hammer Justice League, number Lemire special. <laughs> Cobra so. Kai book. Yeah, co- <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming Adam's gonna read that. I might read that. Co- <laughs> that was wait, wait, what was that? I, I lost it. It's Cobra Kai. The saga continues. Yeah, Co- Cobra Kai Karate Kid. The saga continues. But I, I don't. Is that different from the Cobra Kai TV YouTube show? Red? Yeah, I don't know. I which think was really good up until about halfway through the second season. <laughs> I didn't know there was a second season. I heard it was good. Yeah, the I last episode of the second season, if it is the only thing you need to watch, it is like a forty-minute-long fight scene that gets crazier and crazier as it goes on. Okay, it's it's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, season right. one of Cobra Kai was fantastic. Okay, that's awesome. It, it actually made me get YouTube red. <laughs> that's that wow. is impressive because I don't a, want that at all. Me neither. <laughs> I wish I didn't have it at this point. Um. Moving along, Doctor Doom number one, written by the same guy who does everything, Christopher Campbell. So I'm curious oh. what that's going to be about. He writes literally everything. Huh? <laughs> a, that joke never gets old. Nope, yeah, never, well, never, ever. Just the um, dude, I just had it. Something called Ginseng Roots from Craig Thompson, and Craig Thompson is is a gorgeous uh, creator. So I'm really, I've never seen issues. I've only seen like he does like um, blankets and Habibi, like those like big trade paperbacks, like graphic novels. I've never read an issue from him, so that's I'm I'm excited to check that out. That's gonna be cool. Oogwen Pull Strikes Back number three. Yo. More please. Oh, <laughs> oh Joker Year the Villain written by John Carpenter interesting yeah I, I bought some of his comics at uh, keystone comic-con and, and they were pretty cool so i think he's a pretty good comic book writer um but jack of all trades that man yeah right something called shoplifters will be liquidated number one can't all right. wait all right sounds like everything <laughs> yeah is that an everything tie-in yeah, yeah i think so it sounds be. like it uh the record-breaking spawn 301 <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna continue to break every single record as it continues yeah. to just be a regular monthly Forever book. Forever and ever. Um, uh, hey, you, once a record breaker, you're always a record breaker. Okay? <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, that's been real good. Uh, Powers of X, number six, the end, the very end of it. Uh, uh, TMNT Urban Legends, which has been real super good. Mm-hmm. Um, Ice Cream Man, so good. Usagi Ojimbo, number five. Uh, yep, of course. <laughs> That's I see. And then of course the red issue of Powers of X. Yep. Can't Dude. wait. This is like oh, do we find out maybe who is what body he's in or some other crazy I'm assuming thing? that is the big reveal is that he's in somebody else's body and all the other civil rights violations that he's been Yo, doing to every the, the entire <laughs> Oh dude, if it's the maker. Wouldn't that be crazy? Oh, what if he's in Franklin's body? Would he get Franklin's powers too? What if he pod personed Franklin Richards because he has all mutants and now he's in Franklin's body and has his powers? Yep. Damn. He like alters reality. If it's not that, I'm kind of upset. You should get a job writing for Marvel, Sean. (laughs) That would be crazy. Can you be Hickman's like like intern? (laughs) Pass some notes. Will you have me, please? That would be awesome. (laughs) I don't eat much and I don't know the difference between right and wrong. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's this week's books after last week's books. Uh, so make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Last Week's Comics. If you like what you hear and you want more, please support our Patreon by going to doinggenre.com slash support. Not only will you help keep us alive, but you'll also get a ton of Patreon-exclusive content from the whole Dueling Genre family. Um, and please support your local comic shop. Get out there, buy some comics, and we'll see you next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ via New York City, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.